the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's June. Right, man, we going. Uh, Great day. You know, I have a son that's graduating. I got one more to go. Oh, hallelujah. And I have an empty nest, man. Oh, man. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how you guys out there feel, man, but I've been waiting for this moment for 26 years, 26 years. I married my wife. The first year we were alone. Then a little jugglehead came in. We got married in November. He came in December of the next year. And man, then the next one came in March, you know, uh, in 99, December 93, March 95, May 97, September 2000. In between there, I adopted three. A couple years ago, I adopted two more. You know, my wife said, you don't really want an empty nest because you keep bringing people in here. You know, <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I mean, it sounds like you don't want the empty nest. Well, I figured I had to have him there until at least 2000. So I might as well. You know, I'm such an excellent parent. You know, you, when you got skills, you know, you, you just pat yourself on the back. Yeah, you can't retire. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty soon you can just be a grandpa, which is the best part, right? I'm struggling with that one, man. I'm struggling with that one because I'd be like looking like, is it legal to choke these little things? <laughs> You're supposed <laughs> to just spoil them, not choke them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a bunch of them this summer, man. I'm going to bring them up here and let them harass you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I well, got thank a, you. I got a set of twins, man. That's, 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 they need grandpa. You know what I mean? They, you know, they, 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 uh, they need grandpa. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, uh, they, they are, I just, man, I just tell you all this, man, this short story is, is like these little cats went in the bedroom for nap time and mommy goes in there to do housework, cook food, do whatever. They open the window and climb out the window <laughs> and terrorizing neighbors yards, playing all in their yards, doing everything. And then come back, climbing the window, lock the window and lay back in the bed. She goes by there and gets them and takes them to go pick the other kids up for school. She doesn't know nothing happened till a neighbor comes and knocks on the door and said, I believe your children took my termite sticks from around my house that you know, I had there and, and I think they're in your yard. And when she looked out there, sure enough, they was in the yard. And she said, when did they do that? And she gave the time. It should have been nap time. And, and they're looking at like, looking at her with innocent eyes like, mother, you know, <laughs> we don't know how these got here. You know what I mean? That's like Batting their doe eyes. Yeah, yeah, man. They sound like escape artists. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. And, and you know, they, they're twins, but one is light and one is dark. One is red as Malcolm X and the other one is as dark as a 
chocolate piece of candy, man. But they twin, you know. I mean, and, and they they're there, man. And they they definitely are boys. They are all climb trees, take stuff apart, boys. <laughs> we used to slide the trampoline under the ups, the upper level window and jump out the window onto the trampoline until we got busted by the neighbor watching. <laughs> that, that was the end of that. <laughs> I know, so my daughter, she'd be like, Dad, I don't know what to do. And I'd be like, you just, you just, they boys. You got to wear them out. I wouldn't give them a nap. They would get, they wouldn't get another nap. But, you know, she, she still uses nap to get, to get the house together with, you know, because she got seven kids too. So she tries to take that and I'd be like, they wouldn't get a nap. I, I tied them to the dining room table till I finished all my chores. <laughs> Those grandpa skills, right? No, I used to just. <laughs> Leave mine in the yard, you know what I mean. And I had high fences that were locked, so, so and I and I knew they were there. And I set out a little cooler water so they could drink water, and 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 I uh, and I went. I let the sun wear them out. And then when they come in, I, they they wouldn't come back out. You know what I mean. You know when you got them AC babies, you know they might do anything, man. So so when they come up here this summer, they're gonna be glad to come to KKMS. They're going to be like, hey, see. Nice and cool. That's right, because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep them hot. <laughs> well, don't bring them to the fair, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> my goodness. Man, they might come back with acorn dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, it's it's good to be back this week, uh, you know, just coming back from Seattle and, and uh, enjoying uh, a time out there, as I, I shared you with, and, and being able to share. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm at the stage in my life where, as a leader, uh, I'm more concerned we're raising up the next generation of leaders. So I mentor uh, a, a lot of a lot of young men and women and trying to get them to understand. And, you know, most times when you're a young man or woman, you end up in youth ministry. I know I did when I first started. And so those that are in youth ministry, I try to disciple them there. Those who are uh, pastoring or, you know, doing evangelistic work, you know, we, we get there. And, you know, once a year uh, I take them with me, uh, to, to Michigan this year we're in Grand Rapids at at, uh, at an event called the Summit, and it's, it's, it's officially called the Summit for Black Church Development. As a, a think tank organization, I'm a part of, and we mentor, and they mentored me, and I in turn turn around and mentor them. So great men such as you know Matthew Parker, uh, you know Michael Restbook, Carl Ellis, Tony Evans, John Perkins. You know, all these guys who were once mentored by Tom Skinner in turn felt like they need to mentor the next generation of leaders. So they brought, you know, brought in me and some others. And then now, you know, I'm at that age where I got to mentor. <laughs> and, uh, and so I have about 15, 20 young people I mentor in business and other things like that ministry. It's not just limited to ministry and uh, and trying to bring bring that out. And, uh, and so my program, my summer program, 3D Leadership Academy, uh, that we're in the process of, uh, you know, still raising funds for hint, hint, uh, <laughs> uh, we're halfway there. You know, you know, we run an eight week summer program. We're going to have about 70 kids. Uh, we feed them lunch every day. We do field trips every Friday. Uh, we do career exploration. Uh, we do a STEM week. We do arts. Uh, we know we learn a sport every week. Of course we get into the word of God. Our formula is three E to the power of JC equals success meaning education, exercise, and enlightenment. Enlightenment being knowing your purpose to the power of Jesus Christ equals success. You can have all those without Jesus Christ, but it's through the power of Jesus Christ that the success comes. 
And uh, and so that's that's our main theme as we drive. We also run uh, a high level uh, track team that we compete, you know, across the nation. We've sent two people to the Olympics, got a couple more who look like they're going. And uh, and so but once again, we revolve around those principles, character, integrity, things that it really takes to, to make a leader. We don't get we don't get caught up in the yeah, just winning. You know, what I mean, winning comes naturally when you prepare your mind, your body and your spirit. Winning comes naturally. It's not about going out there and, and trumping somebody. It's about being family. It's about encouraging. And it's about getting out there and understanding that that there's two other parts, not just the exercise the thing, but there's also the education and enlightenment, knowing where you're going. You know, we want our students to be able to say when asked, where are you going to college? They can give you a nice little answer of what they're going to major in. Not only what they're going to major in college, but how they're going to impact the earth when they get out of college with that major. You know what I mean? So that that's our thing. And we do all that for about $55,000, you know, and, and work with them all year long. You know what I mean? You, you, you can't, you know, our program model is, you know, some have to do 250 to 300,000 to do what we do for 50. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we've, we, we developed this program to help small churches and small ministries grow and be able to minister to their youth and impact them and the youth in their, their, their community, uh, their church, you know, to get them on the course of being leaders, being leaders. Uh, so if you want to look at the model, call me. If you want, you can go to 3deepleadership.com. That's 3deepleadership.com. And it will give you an overview of the different things that, that we do and what we're there, you know, our budget will increase next year because, you know, we have to how to get our first full time uh, person to keep up with our numbers because I think we're going to be working with over 220 kids a week this summer, and following that up, oh my goodness, it's going to take more than a part time. <laughs> uh, but leadership, why do we choose leadership? We chose leadership because we felt there was a cry coming. As I talked about last night what a leader has to discover to be effective you know what i mean so you discover these things and you understand your significance right you know and your significance is not in what you own or what you do your significance is in who has called you right if i had to title today's uh program it'd be avoiding the pitfalls of leadership Leadership has its pitfalls. Sometimes you think, man, I wish I was a leader. I'd do this. I'd do that. I'd do this. And like I say, you look at them cats when they come into the presidential office and when they come out, man, they look like they got dropped into a bucket of bleach. Hair white, face wrinkled. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It's like, you're like, why would you take this? This eats you up. You know, it does. You got the weight of the whole thing on your shoulder. You know, a lot of people desire the pastor or the teacher to do some things like that. And one of the reasons why in first Timothy it said, if you can't run your own home, you shouldn't think about running a church is if you can't keep your own home spiritually covered and answer your things that are there, man, how are you going to answer for these other 75 homes that are there? You know, pastoring is not just preaching a message on Sunday morning. You know, it's feeding the sheep, right? And if the sheep are not there, that means you go to the sheep. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, we, we don't even need to quote scripture on that one. You know what I mean? You can't read nowhere in there where it's always going there. Lead the 99, go to the one, go to Malachi, go to Ezekiel, go to all of them. It talks about shepherds and sheep. You know what I mean? You know, so, so you, 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 you got to understand your significance does not come from 
what you own or how many you have. It comes from who has called you. Now I'm gonna tell you, you know, a lot of times I get I get depressed. I get I get angry, right? I, I feel that, man, God, I need a promotion. You know, I should be doing X, Y, and Z, you know, on this TV program, speaking at this conference, uh, you know, pastoring at least a couple thousand more people. That way I don't have to worry about this thing called budget no more. You know what I mean? You know, but the issue is that if I get stuck on what I have, you know, and, and get mad because I don't have what I want, then I'm going to start feeling insignificant. And once I start feeling insignificant, I'm not going to have joy in what I do. So instead of me walking in there and preaching to these these 50 people, 60 people, 2,000 people, and having a joy saying, wow, I'm so glad God has chosen me to do this work. Now I walk in there with, you know, I deserve better. You know what I mean? Or, you know, what I saw is not manifesting itself, right? And so, so you got to understand that my significance comes from him who called me. So all I got to do is just go like this. I am working for the king. Man, I feel good that I got a job with the king. And that's all I really care about. That's all I really want. Me and the king, we, we boom, boom, we're tight. We're walking this thing out. And that's my significance. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from that I don't have a home like yours. It doesn't come from that, I, you know, I may can't buy the same suit that you can buy or my, my same model car that you have. You know what I mean? No, no, no. My significance comes from those who go, and, it, and that who called me is God Almighty, Jehovah, Yahweh. He's called me, right? And so him calling me, the very fact that he's called me, that's where my significance, that's what, that's what my, that's what puffs my chest out. You know, not what he's called me to. The fact that he's called me. If I get caught on what he's called me to, man, I'd have been packed it in. I'd have been packed it in. I've been pastoring for 17 years. I may have gotten a salary 18 months out of 17 years. <laughs> it's what it does. It, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, when I, even when I started in youth ministry and I never could raise my support and I'd always be behind and everybody else was raising their support and, and my family being, I'm being a first generation Christian. They didn't understand giving no money to no organization. They say, go out and get a job. That's what you better go get. You know, that's what they understood. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I, I really struggled, man. And, and but my needs were provided for. Not my wants, my needs were provided. I stayed in ministry. Some walked away because they, they, they weren't satisfied with just their needs being provided. My rent was paid, my car was paid, I ate right, I got to do some fun things like travel, and that was it. You know what I mean? I wasn't buying hundred dollar gym shoes or nothing like that. I was looking for sales or whatever, you know, and it just was always God providing miraculously and, and understanding that. I'm happy because I'd rather have God's favor than man's cash any day. You know what I mean? You know, I never worried about whether my kids was going to go to college or not. You know what I mean? Because I knew that if they needed to go, he'd provide. Right. And he did. He provided. You know what I mean? He provided, you know, and they, and they all went. Everybody who wanted to go went, you know. And so the, the issue goes down to the fact is, where does your significance come from? Does it come from in who called you or what you've been called to? or what you want. You know, you have to believe in your inherent ability to achieve your desires. God gave you everything you need. Everything you need to do your purpose is in the house. Everything, your house, the church house, everything you need 
is in the house to, to, to get there and get it done. You know what I mean? So, are you going to believe in yourself? This is Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. And we're going to pick up after the break and conclude with you believing in him who called you. Hello, this is Alistair Begg inviting you to join me on a European tour this summer that includes a cruise down the scenic River Danube. We'll explore many historic sites where the Reformation took place 500 years ago. And we'll learn how the Reformation helps form our faith today. I hope you'll come along. Join Alistair Begg and your fellow mission listeners on our European Reformation Tour. Register at am980themission.com. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Summertime. <laughs> Summertime, my favorite time. My favorite time. Hey, I want to shout out and give an invitation to you guys. Uh, next week, uh, we're having our bike blessing. So we'll be blessing bikes. So we're inviting the bikers out to our, uh, our church. Our services start at 1030. Uh, we will uh, hopefully start serving food at 1230. And so we're going to have a soul food buffet. And then we're going to have a time of blessing the bikes. And so we'll we'll we pray over every biker. Uh, we'll also take pictures, digital pictures with you and your bike. Uh, give you a nice, nice little, nice little picture to take with you for the road and bless you with a soul food meal. So if you if you are in an organization, you know, wear your colors and uh, so we can identify you. Uh, if you're not in an organization, you're just a biker who loves to ride. Just show up in your gear. You know, you have. You'll be first one to be served and uh, everything like that. And whether you come to the service or not is not the issue. We'll probably bless the bikes about one fifteen, one thirty. pray over the bikes so we'll eat. And uh, after we eat, we'll, you know, pray over the bikes. If, if you want individual prayer, you know, we'll offer a corporate prayer over the bikes. But if you want individual prayer, just let us know. And there'll be other pastors on hand that help us with this event that uh, be there to help us pray. Uh, for whatever your needs are and what you need to do, and, and definitely pray for your safety on the road. Uh, we've been doing this event for years, man. I can't even think how many years. At least 20 years we've been doing uh, this bike blessing, and um, I hope the weather cooperates with us. If the weather doesn't cooperate with us, we'll be eating in the basement. Because, <laughs> man, we have too much food we ha- we prepare, you know what I mean? You know, cases and cases of ribs and chicken and, and, uh, you know, macaroni and cheese, candy yams, collard greens, cornbread. You know, I have to make my mom stop sometime. Potato salad. You know, uh, you know, we have banana pudding, you know, peach cobbler. Uh, you name it, we rolling it. You know what I mean? And uh, and so, you know, we do that. But we invite the community also. But we serve the bikers first. And then we serve the community 
afterwards, and then we as a church will eat last. That's just what we do. So I want to invite you out for that. It's June 10th, uh, 1001 Penn Avenue North at, at our at our church. And uh, we'll be doing a bike blessing service at 1030. Uh, we'll eat at 1230. We'll bless the bikes at 115. And then uh, then you you can stay around the fellowship as long as you want. But uh, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> uh, leadership. Man, leadership, 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 leadership. Things, things do not give you life. Your life brings things. I've seen so many leaders get depressed when they don't realize when they, they don't have certain things. You know, I, I remember we had an overhead projector for the longest of times, right? We was taking the transparencies and switching them off. And, well, everybody had went to projector, but projector just wasn't in our budget. You know what I mean? Small urban church. We'd rather spend our money on evangelism than beautifying the sanctuary. That's just that's just how we are. And uh, and never forget the uh, Pastor Burroughs from uh, Bahama Faith Ministries came and preached uh, one Sunday. And he saw us <laughs> using the overhead. And at the end of the thing, he said, Pastor, come to my hotel tonight at 7 o'clock. I'm going to have a gift for you. I'm going to buy you a projector. And, and, you know, I mean, coming from a third world nation, to preach in a first world nation and he's buying us something. <laughs> and, uh, and he bought us our first projector, man. And, uh, and it was just such a blessing, you know what I mean? And we had a projector now, man, we got, we had to, you know, what are we going to do with these two overheads? We couldn't even give them away. Cause you know, we was the last, <laughs> we were the last, we was the last amigos with overheads. Right. And, uh, you know, so, you know, gave one to an artist so he can do paintings on walls and stuff. And uh, and the other one, I don't know what happened to it. We tried selling the garage sale several years. I think we finally dumped it on somebody, Salvation Army somebody, you know, to get there. But I, I say that to say that that as a leader, when he came in, he wasn't thinking about what his honorarium was going to be or anything like that. He knew because he was in that kind of work, AV work, that that he could be a blessing to us. And he didn't look at it as the fact, oh, you in America, y'all got all this money in America, you know, because, you know, there's a third world in America, too. You know what I mean? And but he came and, and he, he blessed us with that. And then several years later, I was able to share with him how we have blessed two other churches with a projector. You know what I mean? You know, and there and and, uh, and so that, that made him happy to know that not only through his gift, you know, that we were able and motivate to give. And that's the kingdom to keep giving. But a lot of times leaders fall into this depression because they get sad because of things that they don't have. And and they feel God has left them or abandoned them because they don't have these certain things and so-and-so has it. But you got to always understand this question. You Remember this, to avoid that pitfall is that you your significance doesn't come from what you have. You know what I mean? I don't care if, you know, I have seven kids, man, in my house. Man, and that, having seven kids is lonely. I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of prejudices against big families. No one invites you over for dinner. <laughs> no one wants you to spend the night when you come to town. You know what I mean? You got to get two hotel rooms when you go somewhere unless someone is anxious to get you there. You know what I mean? People always want to criticize you because they think you have too many kids and you should have stopped at two or three or, or whatever like that in, in the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? And, and, and you can't do some of the things that other people do. You can't drive the cars that they drive. You got to drive vans, <laughs> suburbans. You know, you ain't getting no little sporty car. You know what I mean? Hang it up. It's not happening. So 
what do you do? You know, you feel trapped, right? Because you can't just go anywhere because you constantly got to be home. You got to be watching them. You got to be doing something. You feel and you can't get nobody to come over and babysit for you. They go like seven kids. Oh, man, you got to get the industrial rate. You know what I mean? It's like, you like you know, so what do you do? You know, and, and you make good. But I, I never let it beat me down, you know, because I was happy that God had called me to parent seven children. That God had called me to be an example to people that you can have a big family. And you can't have a normal life and they can't all go out and be successful. You know, our success as a family isn't over yet, but we beat some of the pitfalls that, that you normally run into coming out of that. But the main reason why is that in spite of my health problems and spite of financial problems, in spite of everything, I'm going to walk in joy. This is Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit Lord Church in North Minneapolis. And I just want to, encourage you to go to three deep number three deep leadership.com and our website and uh and help us support our summer ministry uh we're we're about twenty thousand dollars away from calling it a day uh every little amount helps if you want to join us in our walk for you and get some sponsors for us that's appreciated too it's all on the website take care Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.